Business people, especially business leaders, spend most of their time making decisions. Uh, and if you're having to spend time, is that, is that right, Ricky? Do you spend most of your time making decisions? And making decisions is because you've got more than one option. That's why you're, hi, Paul. That's, that's why you have to make decisions, because you've got more than one option. So we spend a lot of time dealing with doubt and dilemma and making choices and making decisions. That's what we do with a lot of, with a lot of our lives. So today we'll have an opportunity to get quite deeply into how to avoid analysis paralysis. How do you, how do you make decisions when there are different options? And the reason that there's a dilemma, the reason that there's doubt, is because uh, both options are okay. If, if one's clearly not as good as the other, then you're not in doubt. The reason you're in doubt is because both are okay. Both, there are pros and cons to both of them. And one has to work out what to do. So the mission we have on Daf Yotesam with Aleph is Ma'ot Shenim Tzu'u Ben Hashkalim Lindava. There were these different kind of horn-shaped containers in the Beis Amikdash that used to be used to collect the various donations that were given, and each one was marked for a specific purpose. The uh, One, for example, was marked for Shkalim, and one was marked for Nedava. People just wanted to bring a korban, Oilo, as a, uh, as a, vol- a voluntary korban. If a co- coins were found, karovli shkalim, now somebody's been makdish their money, so that money has certain halachot attached to them, uh, and it can't be used for something different for which it was made kodesh. So if the money is found on the floor of the Beis Hamikdash, where does it go? Where does it come from? What do you do with it? If it's close to the shkalim box, yiplul shkalim, then it goes to shkalim. If it's close to the nadova box, yiplul nadova. What about mechzel mechzel? It's halfway between the Shkolim box and the Nadova box. Then Yiplul in Nadova, then it should go into the Nadova box. Why? So firstly, on the first one, why do we, if, if it's near the Shkolim, it goes into the Shkolim. If it's near the Nadova, it goes to the Nadova. The Rav on the Mishnah says, because the Bata Karovas Lina. We have a principle that we go after the thing that's nearest. If you're not sure where something comes from, it, you assume it comes from the place nearest to it. And we learn that from Egla Arufo where this dead body is found and you have to measure how far it is from uh, one, t- one town to the other. And, um, and there's a canim from the town that's nearby. I have to bring the, the egg la rufo. And so, so, so that's, the, that's where we learn from, that we follow Karov, that we go after, after Karov. Um, asks, asks the Rav, V'ha'omer rov karov helech achar harov, but Rabbi Hanina says in Bova Basra that if there's a, here's the dilemma, Rov and Karov, the majority suggests A. But if I follow the Karov, it suggests B. Which do you follow? The din is you go after the Rov, you go after the majority. And here too suggests the, the Rav that there's probably more Shkalim than there are in the Dava. And therefore, why should we just go after the nearer one? Let's say the fact is that this is a bigger box than that, so probably it comes from the bigger box. Muki Madnitin Kagonchishkolim and Adova Shovim, you have to say that they're the same sizes, the two boxes are the same. Because yes, if the if the one box is bigger than the other, then you would follow, you would go after the one that's more, whichever box contains more money. Mechzal Mechze Yiblud and Dava says the Rav, because Nadova is more chomer than Shkolim. Because from the Nadova box, you've, it, it only goes to Olot, a Korban Oila, which is the most severe of, in terms of halachot that apply to it, the most severe of all the, of all the Korbanot. 
אבל שקלים מביאים מהם פעמים חטות, שנאכלים לכהנים, sometimes from the נדובה, you bring a common chattas, ועוד דשיירי שקולים לחומות העיר ומגדלותיה, שקולים can be used for, for fixing up the infrastructure of the town, so the, there's more kedusha to a, a coin that has been set aside for, um, uh, for, for oilers, for, for nedavot, for donations, for korbanot, than there is for שקלים, so you take it to the more severe one, is how the uh, the Rav learns it. This din of Rov Karov, which we're looking at, so these are two reasons. You've got a dilemma, and here we start looking at the anatomy of a dilemma and the process of decision-making in Halacha. So you've got a Rov, you've got Karov. Um, th- th- there's a majority, and there's a statistical majority, and then there's the uh, practical, pro- there's this proximity. הולכים לאחר הרוב, says רבי חנינה in Bova Basra, ואף אגב דרובה דורייסה וקורבה דורייסה, even though we learn both רוב from the Torah, אחרי רבים לעטות, follow the majority, and קורבה we learn from אגלה רופה, so they're both דורייסה laws, אפילו החירובה עדיף. Still we learn that where there's a, a tension between a statistical majority and a physical proximity, רובה עדיף, you go after the majority. And that's how the Rambam Paskins. The Pnei Moshe is very interesting. So we don't have Rashi on, on the Yerushalmi, as you might have discovered already. So we're reliant on two important perushim, the Korban Ha'eda and the Pnei Moshe. The Korban Ha'eda, we've discussed previously, I mentioned to you, he was a very advanced kind of uh, a person. But they were both very progressive people um, the, for their times. The Korban Ha'eda was the first European rov that, that gave a drosha in Berlin in German rather than in Yiddish. And that was quite a, quite a step forward. There were, there were other things that he did. He focused on Yerushalmi. He published Moira Nevuchim and, and taught Moira Nevuchim. He did things that other people weren't doing. This is 18th century. Also 18th century is the Pnei Moshe. The Pnei Moshe came from a town called Kedan, which is just outside Kovna. I visited there and saw his shul, uh, which is important because in that shul he taught the Vilna Gaon. The Pnei Moshe was a, uh, a rebbe of the Vilna Gaon when the Vilna Gaon was... Um, was a little boy. He was the Vilna Gaon's first Cheder teacher. So he's, a, he's important. We love the Pnei Moshe. Uh, in addition to that, there's a story which is probably true, that at age 70, he enrolled for a course of botany at the university. Uh, not because he wanted to become a botanist, because he felt he didn't understand Zroim clearly enough. That in order to understand Besechta Zroim, he, um, he wanted, to, uh, he wanted to, to understand botany better, so he actually went to university. So these are both very fascinating people, the Pnei Moshe and the Korban Ha'eda. The Pnei Moshe says the following. He answers differently from the Rav. Asks the, the, the Pnei Moshe, why don't we follow Rav? If there's a difference between Karov and, and Rav, if, if one box has many coins and one box has a few coins, go, assume that this comes from the one with the many from the many coins. No, we go with Karov, the one that's closer, even if it's smaller. The Rav said you must say that they have equal amounts of coins in them. Because if the one had more coins, you would follow the Rav. No, says the Pnei Yeshua. It says the Pnei Moshe. The law amrinan ella You only follow the Rav if it's not obviously different. So don't abandon common sense because of a statistic. This is a really important concept. Don't abandon common sense because of a statistic. Today we do that all the time. Big data and statistics, we follow statistics even when common sense tells you it can't be. Because a statistics tells you nothing about the doubt. 
it tells you about the general information. It tells you nothing. You, if you have a doubt, there's a 50-50 chance that you're right around, no matter what the statistic is. If, there isn't, if it isn't, it wouldn't be a doubt. So there's a statistic. Okay, what does that do? Says the Pnei Moshe, when, when it's obvious, use your common sense. This coin has fallen right next to the Shkolim box. Yes, the Nadova box is much bigger than the Shkolim box, let's say. But it's clear where it came from. It's not even a Sophic. But where it's obvious to you that it comes from the Karov, we don't follow Rov in such a case. A major Chidush of the, of the Pnei Moshe, which leads us to an important understanding of how we deal with these, with these fakers. So there are a few things that are just important to understand, and these are principles that you're going to use in decision-making and principles in halacha and principles in solving dilemmas and not getting stuck in dilemmas. Firstly, it's important to understand the difference between a statistic and a norm. Now, in, in halacha, we have, for example, two statistics. One is called a ruba de ita kaman and one is a ruba de leta kaman. A ruba de ita kaman is um, a based in. They're, they're Three judges on the based in, two say A, one says B, you follow the rov. That's called a rov that is in front of your face. You can see them all, and you can see the majority. And there's a rov de lesser command. You, you, you make an assumption because out there in the world, there's a statistical majority that tells you a certain thing. So can you drink milk from a cow if you don't know that the cow might be a tray for them? The cow might have an illness. How do you know? You only know that when you shech the cow. When you're taking milk from the cow, you don't know. But rov cows in the world are, are healthy, so we follow the rov. That's a ruba de lesser command. All the cows in the world are not in front of you. You're not looking at every cow. You, you, that's a statistical norm. So there's a difference between statistical data and statistical norms. Um, that's the one difference that has to come, that, that you want to say. When it's, when it's a statistic, when we follow a rov, that's a gzerasakatub. The, the rov doesn't solve your dilemma. It doesn't tell you what to do, what, what the truth is. A statistic is just a, a law of the Torah. If, you, if there's a doubt in halacha and there's a rov, you must behave according to the rov. We discussed that a couple of weeks ago, that the idea of of doubt, that we live in doubt, everything is, is doubt, and then we make assumptions. Rov is not even an assumption. Rov is not, you assume this is how it is. Rov is, I don't know how it is, the Torah says I follow the Rov. That's, a, that's what we do. That's a Ruba a, a Dita Kama. Um, but when it's a norm, what's important about a norm, like a Chazoka, you, you, that's human nature. That's a chazoka. That's a status quo. We don't know that the status quo changed. Those are chazokas. Where there's a chazoka, it's not a resolution of a doubt. Where there's a chazoka, there isn't a doubt. Now, it's important then to clarify in your mind, when you have a doubt, the difference between I am in doubt and there is a doubt. That difference is one of the most important things to clarify in your mind when you're struggling with a decision. Is this uh, I am in doubt or is it I have a doubt? If it's I am in doubt, then you've, there are two possibilities. I am in doubt either because I don't have information and knowledge, or I'm in doubt because I'm subjectively involved. If I'm in doubt because I don't have knowledge and, and information, ask an expert. If I'm in doubt because I'm subjectively involved, ask somebody objective. Or follow your intuition. That's how you deal with personal doubt. Those are the only three. You can ask somebody else, you can ask an expert or an objective person, or you can follow your intuition, not your instinct. If you follow your instinct, you will be suboptimal or wrong. If 
you follow your intuition, you'll probably be right. And a business person has to know how to differentiate between the two and how to access intuition and not, and not instinct. But where there is a doubt, that's different. There is, it's not my part, it's not a psychological issue, it's not a subjective issue. There is a doubt. Now the question is, is there really a doubt? There is a doubt doesn't mean, you, you, don't, you don't have, in other words, if something is possible but not probable, there isn't a doubt. You don't, you don't treat that as a doubt because then your whole life is impossible. If something is probable, is possible but not probable, that's not called a doubt. That's a chazoka or that's a ruba de lesser command. Well, it's, there's, there's statistical assumptions that you can make about it. That's the norm. That's how things work. You don't get into doubt when there isn't a doubt. Ah, it's possible, maybe. Possible doesn't create a doubt. Probable creates a doubt. Probably this or probably that, that's a doubt. But possibly this and probably that, that's not a doubt. And that's how Chazoka works. Chazoka creates probability. And probability is an assumption that, that, that we're allowed to make. So says the Pnei Moshe, if you can see the shekel right next to one box, it, that's probability. It's not, I don't know, does it come from this box? In the case of Egla Rufa, what does the Torah says? The, the, the Chachomim have to measure the distance. If you have to measure, you've got to take out a tape measure and measure. That means there's no probability. It's not obvious to you. That's why it says you've got to measure. If it's obvious, says the Pnei Moshe, because it's very close by, then you use Seichel. That, that's not the Xeris HaKosov that the Torah talks about. So if the shekel is right next to the Nadova box, then you assume it's from the Nadova box, even if the other one is the bigger box. You, 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 don't, even have a, you don't even have a Sophic to start with. In that case, what's the story? We have a principle of Ruba V'chazoke, Ruba Adif. We have an important principle in the, in the Gemara that if there's a statistical majority against a norm, we follow the statistical majority. That goes against everything I'm just saying. If a, if a chazoka means there isn't even a doubt, and a rov means, yes, there's a doubt, the Torah says this is what you do. Why do we follow the rov even when there's, when there's, there's a chazoka? The Evan was a Rabbi Zalman Meltzer. Rabbi Zalman was uh, the Rosh Hashiv in Slots, became the Rosh Hashiv of Eitz Chaim in Yerushalayim in 1925 until he died in 1953, led the Torah community in Eretz Yisrael, one of the Gedolei, the great Gedolei Hador of the last few generations. Rabbi Zalman says, Nire Lechadish, he says this in Hilchus Ishus, Perik Yudalaf Halochi Yudalaf, Nire Lechadish, I want to make a, a, an innovation here. The Hodamrin and Ruba V'chazoka, Ruba Adif, that when we say a rov overrules a chazoka, that's only a rov which is not in front of us, meaning it's not like the judges on a Bezdin, it's a rov of out there in the world. Most cows are not sick. And that's a kind of a chazoka, that's a svora. You don't have a doubt where there's a ruba de lesser command. So he makes a major chidush. We've got two major chidush in the Pnei Moshe and the Evan Ezel, and they are aligned. The chidush is when there's a chazoka, there isn't a doubt. Where, the, where there really is a doubt, then you have to follow rov. What happens if there's a rov against a chazoka? We say rov gets the, we follow the rov. However, says the Evan Oezel, that's only a ruba de isa kaman. But if it's a ruba de lesser kaman, this is what the normal assumptions, this is what most things happen in the world. This is human nature. That, that's like a chazoka then. And then we don't say ruba adif. Then you use common sense. And that's what the Pnei Yeshua, what the Pnei Moshe says here. Yes, it's true that we go by korov. If it falls near the, Shkodim one, it's a Shkodim, if it falls near that one, it's that one. It falls in the middle, we, we, we treat it as, as, as Nadova. However, says the, um, the uh, Pnei Moshe, unlike the Rav, even if it's a majority, 
even if there's a much bigger quantity of, of money in the one box rather than the other, we ignore the statistic and we follow the assumption because when there's such a chazoka and umdana, he calls it, it's clear to the eye as to what the case is, don't get caught up in statistics when it's clear to the eye. Do what you can see. Do what you know is right. You only have a doubt when, when that isn't the case and you've got two equally or, or relatively equally uh, weighted possibilities. Thank you.